back to Joystick and Mouse video game news and reviews. For all you filthy casuals out there, my name is Alex. I go by Crossing the Gaming Community. With me, as always, is Diddy. Howdy, folks. And Jade Dimes. Oh, I don't need. Can you even hear Jade Dimes right now? You there? No. You can't hear me? Oh, I did. There no, you are. Now I do. Oh, sorry. We didn't hear you the last time you spoke. Oh. I said, what's up? Oh, there you are. There's a what's up. All right. Uh, friends, we're here to t talk about video games. It's episode 84 on. Uh, this last day in August. Can you believe that this is the end of August already? And throw the whole year out. Just freaking let's get it over with. So how has the pandemic affected our gaming world? Social change through gaming. And there was some little get together in Cologne, uh, Cologne. Yes. Germany called Gamescom this week. And we tackle these topics and why cloud gaming might be bad on today's episode of Joystick and Mouse. So gentlemen, um, first things first, uh, the reason that we are all here today is to learn what the latest is on Diddy's computer teardown. Um, Diddy is <laughs> on a different computer right now. <laughs> You're watching live over at twitch.tv slash AlexLB, so you could see that. Diddy's yeah, I, I'm on my, well, okay, so I'm on my laptop, which is still not any slouch <laughs> after. So this is the one I blew up plugging live audio cables into it <laughs> and uh i just got it back last week so i decided that since i had a a backup computer i would uh go ahead and start to tear down so did, did they cut you a deal on the repair for that last hell no oh my god you know you yeah it wasn't pretty it was it was that's not good how much it was, was it a lot of it was 600 oh Six hundred and fifty dollars to get it fixed. That was man. That is a whole PS Five or Xbox yeah. Series X. I so had what? to get an. It had to. <laughs> they had to replace the motherboard. Uh God. Yeah, that's a lot, dude. So and no, so a whole in a uh, computer for some people. Yeah. Yeah. So for a you know this is a Core i seven GTX ten eighty, you know desktop replacement laptop. It's. It was it was salty. It was I just sort of had, you know. But for what it cost, relatively speaking, I was like, Ugh. just so, sort of had to bite the bullet and do it. But you're also building, so you're rebuilding your computer. You've got all the pieces yeah. spread, spread out. You're stressing me out with all of it. So what's the latest? Yeah, I um, uh, the latest is is that the radiator is too thick. To mount it on the top where I wanted to, it actually hits the RAM. That happened to the best of us. On the motherboard. I've I'm never owned a computer you. with a radiator in it. I just I just wanna put that So out. I don't know I'm if most looking... of us have. <laughs> I mean my parents' At... house has radiators in it. Um, yeah. doesn't so, doesn't my uh, car have a radiator? Your car has a radiator. I okay, so so the concept of the radiator in your car is identical to the concept of the radiator in the in a PC. Does it give me gamma radiation? No. It is okay. running liquid through it and blowing air over it to cool the liquid, which dissipates the heat. Okay. Works exactly the same way as your car radiator. Mm. So so what, you're just waiting on a new radiator and then you could put it back together? No, I'm 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 trying to decide what I'm going to do with the radiator. Um, I, if I mount the fans in the top, I can actually, well, okay. So 
there's different configurations. One is called a pull configuration where it draws the air through the radiator. The other is called a push configuration where it pushes the air through the radiator. I may try a draw configuration what will let me put the fans above the radiator above the PC because okay. there is a small cavity there. Okay. Um, so I'm I'm gonna probably try that first to make see what the temperatures are like. Well, we'll be waiting with bated breath because you're no me out. nobody cares. <laughs> no, you're stre- you're stressing me out with uh, how much money you spend on that thing, and it's still not usable. Stressing me out. Um, stressing me out too. You ain't alone. You, you know what else is stressful? <laughs> um, achievements in World of Warcraft, but we're doing them. Uh, we filthy casuals. Them. Uh, we are working on the very last raid in filthy uh, or this uh, tier of world of Warcraft. Um, the new shadowlands expansion comes out very soon, which we'll be talking about here in just a little bit on the news. But um, we are chugging along and kicking butt and Wednesdays have been a lot of fun here on Twitch. So I encourage you to come in and, uh, and watch live Wednesdays at 8 PM Eastern uh, over here on Twitch. And we have a lot of fun with that. So yeah, I'm sad that I missed that one night. Um, where I was having the PC issues. Yeah. Because uh, that's the last one that I need for this tier. For the whole, oh. for the raid, the current raid tier, the last one I need is the hardest one, which is that kill all the pustules on the wall at the same time. Oh, man, that one's brutal, dude. It's brutal. I, I don't know. I mean, like, if you need help later on, just let me know. I'm sure it's going to be a lot more manageable when you just, like, one-shot it. But right now, this content, it felt like downing a new boss for the first time with how hard that was so it did that one was hard that and apparently running around the platform is really hard yeah uh <laughs> fucking is <laughs> god i was so frustrated i was i i was getting so frustrated i told you i brought a different character that could run that's what i gotta do i, on I, I had to go bring a different character because my yeah like the the death knight has zero mobility so if I and, and, yeah, and hunters is, the same way hunters horrendous yeah as, like, as an orc it was terrible and as a as a tank you're getting that knockback all the time so I would make it around you know you have to get five you have to get six laps around the boss in this circle guys the and if you get knocked back into the water it takes away all your stacks of your laps or whatever <laughs> and as a tank you end up just getting knocked back all the fucking time so guess what happened to me I couldn't get it done that was very frustrating it was very frustrating, but it was fun. We got, we got like there were only three of us maybe that didn't get it, um, and we're gonna go back in. On yeah, we'll have to do again. that again. Uh, so yeah, it's it's been it's been a lot of fun. Um, another thing that's been fun is I got a new tattoo. This thing is um, in commemoration of the child that we lost earlier this year through the uh, uh, the miscarriage that Deanna experienced. Um, it is a. It might be harder to see here on. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even sure if I can show you. Like, uh, you can kind of see the ink right back there on my shoulder. No, you can't even do it because it's hard with the way not the really, camera yeah. is. Um, but it's basically there are three birds on a branch. Another baby bird is flying away. Um, for people on Twitch, that's what it looks like. Kind of see it there. Move left. Move there you, you guys. go. Yeah. There you go. That's for 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 these guys because I have two. Yeah, it's nice. Very nice. Yeah. So. Uh, quick 20 minutes took no time wow that's quick 
Um, it's very good, like ink and line work. Like, yeah, this guy, yeah, very well done. If you are in the DC area and you're looking for a great tattoo artist, check out um, Mr. Finster's tattoo in Falls Church. He does a wonderful job. Um, he's given, he's got, he's done all three of my tattoos. So, uh, and I'm going to be going back to him later this year for when ba- the next baby comes. I'm, I may have found a realism tattoo artist. Mm. Um, he actually happens to be in DC. Cool. And is one of the top 10 in the country. And his stuff is phenomenal. Love it's it. amazing. So, love it. Um, I'm going to have set up an appointment with him to are, go have my uh, are you prepared to share what that is or do you want to keep it a surprise for people or yeah no it's um so my a lot of people know this my brother committed suicide um about well geez it's been about 20 years now um ago and my mom just passed away a couple of years ago so i'm going to get my brother loved dragons and my mom's favorite flower was daisies, so I'm going to try to get something with those two elements. And I'm just going to tell the artist I want daisies and I want a dragon and see what they come up with. That's rad. That's cool. Yeah, and that that's that's always fun, kind of getting people to help design something for you. I've always gone in to mm-hmm. get like exactly what I yeah. want, but it's... I- like I'm very interested in seeing how that turns out. Yeah, the two I the two I have, I went in and said I want this, um, and told the guy, you know, told them exactly what he wanted. But this one, I'm just sort of gonna leave it up to the person and and see what they come up with. J Dimes, you have any tattoos? No. Do you want one? Think about it. So yeah. I might get one eventually. Yeah. No, Vanessa has all the tattoos in the house. What about Will? Does he want to get a tattoo? You know, he has never said anything about it, but I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zach keeps telling me he's going to get his sleeve done, but he never, <laughs> he never does it. Yeah. Just... I definitely want to get, eventually, I want to get something down like, like a half sleeve. Um, get the full sleeve. You know... I thought about it. I, I like the option to to not show it because it. I these are kind of like long sleeves are for. Well, these are kind of like personal, right? Like, and I always get I yeah, always get that... my tattoos like to mean something. Like nothing against people if they want to get a tattoo of you know a lady humping a rocket or whatever. Like, cool. That's do do you and and that's what you find fun. Great. Um, and I only say that because I literally saw a tattoo design of that. And but there uh. But for me, it's always like, you know, I, I, I always like hidden meaning and stuff. I've always been a sucker for that, yeah. um, for the metaphor. And so yeah, I want to like, do like that. my, um, you know, this one here is very personal. So it's, you know, over my heart. Yeah. Um, and so that one you can't see. Now, the one for my kids, I did get this one where any, anybody could see it. Mostly so people who ask me about it and I can tell them it's my kids initials. And draconic. In yeah. in Skyrim dragon language, which is just. You know, love it. It's all the things. It's my kids, and it's nerdy and geeky, and it it's us. <laughs> well, you know, and thinking about things that are uh, worth remembering, Chadwick Boseman, uh, unex well, not unexpectedly, yeah. uh, very sadly uh, passed away. Une- unexpectedly to us, we uh, yeah. we didn't know he was that sick. Yeah, I like no one knew that. If they, I mean, other I didn't than know his wife and immediate family. Yeah. 
absolutely heartbreaking. Like this has been uh, honestly one of the hardest uh, celebrity de- deaths that I can recall in quite a long time. Like since Robin I, Williams, I feel like this is hitting me. Yeah, this this was this is about, and then he's played such iconic roles. Yeah, and done them with a passion that you could tell meant something to him. Um, that people really appreciated, and, and so I, I think, unfortunately, this is like like Robin Williams. This is a a person that was taken way too young way too soon and i think part of it is we f- feel like we're going to miss out on the things he could have done you know, yeah. The- yeah i thought about it the other night and he if you if you look at who he played he played he played thurgood marshall he played jackie robinson thurgood mm-hmm. marshall james brown and black panther and i think kind of as a black person like he covered the gamut of our hero. Yeah. Like Jackie Robinson is a baseball player. Um, Politically, you know, some people would probably, you know, some people might say like our political hero would be Obama. Obama would say it was probably John Lewis, but I feel like John Lewis might say it was Thurgood Marshall. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. First black person on, on the Supreme court. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and even when he, when, when he passed away, like there was a lot of pressure to replace him with another black person. We ended up with Clarence Thomas and I won't go into that. Um, James Brown. Like, I don't know if there's a, if, if there's a music, a musician that is more, um, more of an example of, of black music than James Brown. Like maybe not the best singer in the world, but like he was a guy to put on a show and he, oh, yeah. he put on the show for a long, long time. And then black Panther, like, like black Panthers, who we got really. You know, I mean, up until like Miles Morales, like the one black superhero that you could always kind of point to was Black Panther and Black Panther was a king. Like he was a king Mm -hmm. of his country. Uh, And so I I I feel like he was very deliberate in the roles that he took. Like he didn't he didn't take a bunch of um, a bunch of like fluff films and spend his time doing that. Like if he thought he was on his way out, or he, or he thought he was, he might lose this battle. Like he was very intentional in the roles that he took, mm-hmm. um, and I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that we uh, we got to see it. Yep. Yeah, if we kind of look at what he paved the way, like for black superheroes, and uh, what's impacted me a lot is seeing the pictures of kids holding funerals for black panther with mm-hmm. their with their action figures um even seeing a tweet from a parent saying how do you explain to your child that black panther died um that's that's tough especially yeah, for, for they, what he meant to a lot of they don't kids. have that that life uh um experience to know well, it's there and it's their able to, superhero to be able to like, separate those two things yeah. right yeah it's their hero that they that they finally see somebody who looks like somebody them. like them yeah and and he's dead i saw a thing where they were talking a parent was saying how this like for their child this is the first time that they've really had to explain death yeah right like a child that hasn't lost family members yep 
they were close to, but they've now lost, uh, you know, somebody that they were used to seeing. Well, and, uh, and, and also like, but what he's now kind of paved the way for if, and if you think about kind of the future direction of a lot of these Marvel films in the black Panther franchise, like he has paved the way for them to do some really amazing things with actors of different diverse ethnic backgrounds. Um, Movie made a billion dollars. You can't tell people that, 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 Movies with actors of color. One of my top five. five. Yeah, yeah. Black yeah, Panther's that, amazing. Black Panther's in the top five for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's a, a great movie, period. They ended up, I remember day one, people were already like, like like the day he died or whatever. Um, People were like, what, so no Black Panther 2? And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Are you kidding? I, I almost lost my goddamn mind. Um, you know, I, I think it's I think it's very soon to have that conversation, but I do think there's a there's there will have to be a decision made about like what do you do with that character? You know? Yeah, like, absolutely. On the one hand, you have someone who was extraordinary, and then mm-hmm. you say, "Well, do do we do a movie where we where we where we bury King T'Challa or?" You know, it's it's there. There is there's a story in the comics where Shuri becomes a Black Panther. Like that's not outside of the the realm of the story. Right. So that's definitely something they yeah. can do. Um, but I also saw somebody write something where they compared Black Panther to Batman, and they talked about the largeness of Batman and how you kind of had to have room for the character to 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 go on um that the character's so big that you have to be able to have other people play it yeah i think that's valid i think that's a valid conversation i don't think it's a conversation that needs to be had for a long time yeah but i do think that there will be very good arguments to be had i think on yeah Uh, kevin feige said his son's favorite superhero was black panther god that's heartbreaking like and for for me, my gut reaction is, yeah, it's too soon to, to have that conversation, too. And this is the opportunity to put that Shuri, you know, storyline in place because it is kind of like the natural thing that actually ends up happening in the story. But, you know, you can't deny what that character means culturally. And yep. to den- to keep T'Challa as a character uh, away from the cinema is honestly a disservice to what that means as the culture. So it's a, it's a tricky conversation because and at the same time, you don't want to besmirch what Chadwick Boseman built up and you want to respect that. It's like, you know, letting the dead lie uh, to, you know, letting the dead rest and just let them, you know, it's almost like maybe this cinematic universe, leave it alone. But when they decide to create, you know, in 15 years, a new black Panther movie, um, maybe they do something, but I, I don't I, know. That's Sorry. not what it is. I hope that we don't wait 15 years for another book. You know, yeah, what, uh, regardless yeah, of what, what they decide to do, um, I hope that it that they can find a way to continue this story for this generation. Yeah. Um, and also be respectful to the memory of the actor who 
Well, yeah, and for for me, it more, it's more more specifically around um, the character of T'Challa, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and what it what it kind of meant for Chadwick Boseman's legacy a lot too. There was also talk about Michael B. Jordan coming in to take on the role. I would, I would, I would love that. I would love to if if they if they make the decision to recast. I would love to see either he or um, John David Washington in that in that role. I think I, I think those two would fit. That's uh, Denzel Washington's son. Oh, oh, oh this guy. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's rad. Um, very interesting. Well, uh, yeah, I. Well, but what's also really so. Two points on that. One, it's like Michael B. Jordan. You know, I think they they like kind of grew up in the same neighborhood. He and Chadwick Boseman did. No, didn't. Is that not true? No. Um, Jordan is from. I want to say Jordan is from California. No, they were, he was talking about New York. They they grew up in New York together. Boseman is from South Carolina. They. I, I know that they, for I a fact. They He's were, from South Carolina. Or or maybe they they rose up like in the acting. Right. I thought I saw there was a there was a commemorative thing that Marvel put out where all the actors were talking about Chadwick Boseman. And one of the things that Michael B. Jordan, I thought I heard him say was something like, you know, we kind of grew up together. And, and I don't know if he meant that literally. I or meant that in a, in a sense of work. Okay. But uh, Michael B. Jordan was actually acting well before uh, Boseman. Jordan was on the wire back in the day. Like yeah. Early. Right, right, right. Uh, but yeah, uh, Michael B. Jordan grew up in, in California and uh, California and New Jersey. And gotcha. Okay. grew up in, in South Carolina. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, this is, this is going to be interesting to see how that whole thing turns out. But, you know, we wanted to, I wanted to, and, and I'm sure you guys felt the same way. Just kind of take a moment to address that and talk about that because it's a uh, freaking, it's heartbreaking. So, um, but we do have a bunch of news topics to get into, including some Gamescom news. So uh, rest in power, King. We're going to get on to the news. Here we go. It's time for the news. All right, Jay Dimes, hit it with the first one. If video games want to be a force for good, they need to learn from sports. Professional sports have charted a path for the video game industry to grow into something better. The question is, does it want to? That's a great question. <laughs> and does it want to? Yeah. Um, there have been so many instances instances over the last couple of years where the video game industry has had a moment where they could have stood up and really for some real social change and I just feel like they they've dropped the ball um, Blizzard with the whole um, uh, the whole you know China uh, protester thing um, uh, Twitch with the whole you know um, uh, the the uh, female uh People coming forward and oh and, sure yeah and, you know and I just feel like they've had they've had this moment and they just they haven't I mean 
the pro professional sports, everybody's saying, you know what? We're going to draw attention to this. We're going to do it right now. And we're not going to give you the distraction. We're not going to play. We want you to stop and think about this. And I think the video game industry, streamers especially, but the video game industry itself has had that moment and, and they just haven't delivered. Uh, think about this. Think about if Blizzard would have said, do you know what? This is right. We're going to turn off the World of Warcraft servers for two days. And we want you to do something to promote social change. Wow. I imagine the impact that that would have had through the gaming community. Yep. Yeah, that's a powerful... And then then imagine if they'd all done it. Yeah. They'd have turned off the Fortnite servers, and they'd turned off the, you know, Call of Duty servers. They'd have just gone black for two days and said, here's your moment. Go do something to promote social change. Imagine how much further we would be in the, in the game industry. Because I still see it every day, the toxic toxicity and the sexism and the misogyny and the, the crap that goes on in this industry. And I'm just like, how, how do we fix this? How do we get better? Yep. Good I question. Think, I, I think a lot of it has to do with representation in the upper echelons of the video game industry. And I don't know that I have ever watched or watched a a gaming presser or like saw a community uh, ambassador. Oh, I think we just lost Alex. We lost Alex. Oh, no, I'm here. Oh, we can't see you. your video went uh, away. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Sorry. No, I'm still here. Um, or seen like a, a brand ambassador. For a video game company, that wasn't a white male. I take that back. Jade Raymond, Jade or Redmond, Raymond, Raymond, Jade Raymond, uh, who used to be with Ubisoft and is now with um, uh, with Google. I may be like the only one that I I think I can remember seeing, and and so I I think the big difference between this situation and sports. Is that in sports, while also you don't see a lot of diversity in in ownership or in executives, almost their entire workforce of players comes from a minority background. Yep. Um, or even if that's not the case, you you typically have your 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 non minority players came up in an environment where they were around a lot of minorities and it's kind of hard to not impossible, but kind of hard to be prejudiced when most of who you spend your time with are people that don't look like you. Um, yeah. Like, so, but I, I think it's easier for sports to do it because it's going to affect their bottom line. These guys said they're not going to play. So like you, you've got to, you've got to address that. 
And I don't know that either at the top or the bottom in the video game industry that that pressure exists. Yeah, I would I would definitely agree with that observation. I think that there's not enough representation in in the gaming industry. It's it's mostly you see a lot of European white folks and Asian influenced, you know, uh representation and and nothing from like no blacks hispanics like you don't really see a whole lot of that so you know it's not going to be top of their mind yeah um so it's just it's an yeah that's it's a very interesting observation right like and, and part of this is also like how so I mean, obviously, we know that that like a lot of people from those ethnic backgrounds, like you look at me, you look at J-Dimes, like our ethnic backgrounds, we're playing video games. How do you encourage more diversity to occur at that level? I'm going to make a uh, I'm going to make a broad assumption, but I think part of the issue comes comes into time, right? I don't know that a lot of minorities have enough time or possibly enough economic support yep. to get into professional gaming, right? Like, you've got to have time to play a lot of video games <laughs> to get mm-hmm. good enough to break that barrier. And I feel like a lot of a, a lot of minority children, when they get to like 15, 16 years old, like they need a job that guarantees money, like not right. not something where you might be able to. No, that's like that's exactly it, dude. You can. And yeah, I absolutely agree. Th- this comes yeah. right down to some of like the systematic racism sort of conversations that, um, you know, I. I I, I had a conversation with somebody on the Dad Chronicle on the most recent episode of the Dad Chronicle kind of about this and something I want to jump into uh, even more conversations about on that show too. And it's, you know, like what people don't realize is a lot when you're, when you're kind of stuck with a lot of that burden there, it doesn't give you the opportunities that, that you should have that like a lot of white people have to, you know, be able to spend time playing video games when, you know, you're not you're not dealt with all those hardships having to work multiple jobs and some of that and and some of it does come right down to systemic racist issues that a lot of people are just blind to and um you know it took me a lot of research and um talking to people and and kind of understanding that that perspective to to see as well and uh I, i would encourage folks to do you know some research on systematic racist issues here in America. The other thing I would say about this, and this is like, this kind of straddles both sides of what we were saying, but like, you also need a great internet connection. Yes. To really participate in like the multiplayer games that allow you to be able to participate in like participate in pro gaming. You're right. And so while... While, yes, a lot of minority children have video game systems, and they might even get the newest game. Like, they may not have strong internet connection. No, yeah, you're right. Um, 
Prince William County. We were like we've been talking about this uh, as Will gets ready to to start virtual uh, education here soon. Like that was one of the big problems that they ran into um, is that kids didn't have internet connections, right? So they sent out this survey that was like, you know, if we end up having to do the virtual option, does your child have access to a computer that they can use to attend school, right? A lot of the parents' kids didn't have access to computers that they could use. Um, that wasn't a problem for us. Uh, but like what was a big problem was internet. Mm-hmm. And so it was it was prevalent enough that they actually turned on the internet at the schools so that parents could like drive to the school parking lot and use the internet if the kid needed to be able to like turn in assignments or needed to be able to watch. Wow. Um, you know, wow. be able to, to like watch the, the lectures or whatever, like they could get that internet access. So, you know, I think, you know, that's a, you know, that's a, uh, that's a big issue, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, people argue like, Oh, internet, you're, uh, you're lucky to have internet. That's right. uh that's not a necessity. No, it actually really freaking is it, a necessity. Is. Right. We talk about this it with, is. uh, with, with streaming gaming, you know, we talk about yeah. how the actual availability of high speed internet in like middle America is a lot lower. Oh yeah. But like in, in where urban Don America, I... it just might not be affordable. Well, that too. Yeah. And where Don and I live which is frankly where a lot of white people live like white <laughs> suburbia. I get a gig up and down for 80 bucks a month. And yeah. you know, I'm, I'm in but a, 80, like think about it. 80 bucks, 80 a bucks month a month is, is a, a lot for some people. And, and we but say only $80 a month, $80 <laughs> a month is a lot oh, of yeah. money yeah. to a lot of people. That's, that's right. And that's, that's a week's, a gro- that's a week's worth of groceries. Yep. For some folks. And like, yeah, exactly. You're exactly right. Right. That and, might be a month of entertainment for some yeah. families. Like yep. 80 bucks is a lot. I blow 80 bucks a week on lunch when I'm working in the office. <laughs> I know I do. I yeah. know I spend $80 a week on lunch. And we're, uh, and we're, we're really like, we're, we're l- lucky to be in kind of the situations that we're in. Yeah. And, and there's something to be said about, you know, us working to kind of get to where we're at. And, but I, I think that there's something to be said about giving back and having, giving others opportunities to do that which is kind of what it ultimately comes down to with this story like what can how how can people in these privileged positions of influence like in the gaming space utilize that to bring attention to certain things give these kids opportunities to do certain things i think we'll see it first in sports games yeah like i think the voices from from the NBA and from the NFL, I think I think you'll see like I, the the article um, was showing that how like in the new Madden game, like you can customize your gear and there are different different logos and sayings and stuff that you can put on your gear. Like I think we'll see it in the sports games first. I think it's really going to become an issue of corporate responsibility. Yeah, you're right. Or Absolutely. a lot of yes. other a lot of other um, game games mm-hmm. to really push the issue. Yep. Call of Duty kind of hit on this a few years ago when they used, can't remember what it was. It was like the Harlem something, which was a, was, which was an African-American unit 
during either Vietnam or World War II. And that was like one of the uniforms, I think, that you could you could use in the game, right? Mm. But like you you need stuff like that, but then you also need to be able to tell a story that surrounds it. Right? Yep. Like like one of the games, they're doing a new Medal of Honor game, which I'm I'm kind of happy about. I hope they do like a more modern Medal of Honor game at some point. But I'm happy that they're bringing back the Medal of Honor fr- franchise. But like, it would be great if they used some of the African American units from World War II oh, in yeah. that game. They exist. Mm-hmm. Like, it's such an opportunity. Like, yeah, you don't have to play play is. as them the whole the whole game. Like, it'd be great. But yeah, like, but also that, like, why not? not? Right, right, like, why not? Yeah, but it's it's not even a necessity. Like, but you can do something in the story that that allows the player to learn something yep. that maybe they didn't know. Right. Um, and so I think in instances where there may not necessarily be a big fiscal incentive, right. And I don't know, I don't necessarily believe that in sports, these owners are doing this out of the, the goodness of their heart. They're doing you it know, because they, have a, about the they have a fiscal incentive. And that's the sad part about their it. Players happy. It is sad, yeah. but it's, 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 probably more true than not human nature dude it is what it is uh um, we have to work past that like yeah but also um, it's it's up to like individual responsibility like do yeah. the little things that you yeah. can right um that's true diddy we got our next uh let's jump into the next news topic what you got all right it's not hard to understand gaming's appeal right now from simple escapism escapism there you go to the ability to maintain connections with friends and families albeit virtually for the most part though video games aren't necessarily known for their scientific fidelity sorry (laughs) super mario fans but the practical implications of a pudgy plumber who can smash through solid brick are pretty horrifying (laughs) yet if you look close enough you might just spot a few striking examples of real life science lurking in some of the year's biggest releases so I ran across this this article and I was like, this is freaking fascinating. And then I thought, well, yeah, I've been doing this for the last three months and not even realizing it. So the largest game of the year so far uh, in terms of units sold has been Animal Crossing. In Animal Crossing, you can grow flowers. The flowers in Animal Crossing are actually genetically accurate. If you crossbreed the certain colors of flowers, the colors that they produce are genetically equivalent to what would happen in the real world. It's just, it's amazing. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty fascinating. The other one that they talk about. Well, there's two others that they talk about in this article. Um, we'll put it in the show notes. Please go read the article. The article is fascinating. Um, if you like science at all, just a little bit. The other one is um, there's a game, Alex, which a lot of people have not seen or heard of. Um, there is uh, a... I hope um, they've seen it. Half-Life Alex. I mean, like it's a VR game. Half-Life so Alex. Yeah. yeah it, people it, have, maybe people haven't played it, but... Yeah, a lot of people probably haven't played it, but there is a um, a whole 
uh, uh, lesson on geometry <laughs> that's that's done during the uh, during the game, which is which is pretty cool. Um, but the other one is, um, and a lot of us we you've heard us talk about the Last of Us Part Two. Um, the whole premise behind that is that there was a zombie outbreak that was caused by um, uh, mushrooms. Well, actually, in the real world, there are mushrooms that create zombies. Um, it works on ants and insects, but it's not too far-fetched to think. Don't say that, Don. You, you, you know, it's not too far-fetched to say. Wake up one day in the walking dead some point in time that it could affect humans the same way that it affects ants. Um, there is a, a, uh, mushroom that creates these spores that infect the ant. The ants turn into these little zombie, zombie ants that will go up and attach themselves and that eats them out from the inside out and they hang there. And then for the new, new zombies, uh, it's just, it's a fascinating article about how science has has crept into the video games and it is is actually correct science, which is which is pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, I, the the I found the one about I I knew there was the breeding of flowers in in uh, Animal Crossing. I didn't know that it was genetically accurate. I didn't either until this article, which I thought oh, was, it was freaking like, cool. This is so cool. <laughs> And, and uh, a quick aside, like we were talking about it a little bit before the, the show started, but like this has been a good year for video games. Yeah, um, hasn't it, though? It's been a great year for video games. Like, thank God we've all been stuck at home to play all these things. But like these these three games are just, you know, a few of a long list of really kind of great titles that have been coming out. And to see how also they they put so much thought and effort into what they're putting out from a content perspective um, on this, you know, like, like what, what the stories are about how they tie into real life and they try to bring that realism in. Like, it's kind of, it's kind of rad to see, you know, you know, I, I think there's a plus to games and movies and TV shows having some emphasis on on like science and reality I mean not, not even necessarily science but like just reality yeah right like we like video games and they romanticize a lot of different a lot of different things but I think it's okay to like romanticize like reality. Like think about like Oregon Trail. Like I think I feel like like our generation like we always talk about like Oregon Trail, right? But Oregon mm-hmm. Trail was all learning. You know what I mean? Like it was all about survival. Like you had to do the things that you would have really had to do in real life to to make it in that game, right? And I think we need more games. That are like that. Learn what dysentery was from Oregon Trail. That's for sure. Yep. Couldn't <laughs> freaking it, die from it all the time. Everybody, yeah, everybody <laughs> learned what dysentery was from that game. Right, yeah. oh, <laughs> screw dysentery. All uh, right. Well, let's jump into the next thing here. Uh, this is um, going to be something fun for us to talk about. This is all about Gamescom. 
All right. So uh, Gamescom mm. happened Monday to Wednesday this past week, and there were a ton of incredible announcements, trailers, and gameplay videos from some of the most anticipated upcoming games. And we're going to dive into some of our favorite games in this segment. Uh, and I'm going to start out here, okay? Uh, and I brought it up for just a second. So it, for if you're watching live on Twitch, sorry, I spoiled it. But my highlight, if you will, is going to be Dragon Age 4 because Dragon Age 4, motherfuckers, it's going to be great. I have been looking forward to a new Dragon Age game for a while. It's one of the most consistent uh, of the Bioware games that I that I love. Mass Effect Andromeda let me down a little bit. But uh, when Gamescom kind of announced and, and shared some more detail around Dragon Age 4 from the perspective of the developers, that was really, really cool. So uh, very excited to see Solace coming back, uh, one of the characters from The Last Dragon Age game uh they also announced a couple of other new characters but all in all they gave us a pretty sweet look at some of the concept art and some of the things that we have to look forward to in the world of dragon age coming in dragon age 4 so um the link to the video will be in the show notes if you haven't had a chance to watch the behind the scenes trailer of dragon age and see all the things that we have to look forward to. I encourage you to do so. It got me super pumped. Very much looking forward to the the new and exciting ways that we'll be interacting with our companions throughout that journey. Because for me, the thing that sticks out most about Dragon Age, as it does with most Bioware games, is the story and the relationships that you build. The very genuine relationships that you build um, with with each of the characters. All the characters are so unique and also how those relationships transcend all the different uh, all the all the different games through the series in that continuous story. It's really satisfying. So Dragon Age 4, that's personally my highlight. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, actually Jadimes, how about you? What, what was your highlight? game that most interests me and this is weird because i haven't really been into this franchise for a long time but i am kind of excited for this new black ops game yeah why is that hmm. i don't know like black ops has always been one of my one of my more favorite uh call of duty games me too uh, and i haven't played very much call of duty in the last five six years um I bought them because Will wanted to play them, but I haven't really played them. But this interests me, and I might pick it up. I might if I buy it, I'll probably end up buying it on PC. Um, yeah, me too. Assuming my PC will yeah. play it, I probably need to check into that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> and this video of Ronald Reagan on here is oh, hilarious. God, it's crazy. They made that thing look just like him. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Um, worth, worth noting this, it, it, while this isn't black ops two, like this takes place right after the first black ops game. Yeah. Um, and I heard that Ronald Reagan actually played Ronald Reagan in this game, um, which is crazy to me. I'm just kidding. He looks just like him. Yeah. I wonder if they had to ask the family for permission or if, I don't know, man, he's the president. He's Ronald everywhere. Reagan the president. Is yeah, free because it's public domain. Yeah, public domain I think kicks in, right? But it's uh, 
yeah, I'm definitely excited about this one. The Black Ops series is one of my favorites. I'm also a fan of Ghosts. I know people hated Ghosts or whatever, but oh, I thought it was see, I liked so it. I liked it. So terrible. I liked it. So terrible. All right, Modern Warfare he... one, two, 1 and 2 in Black Ops. Best Call of Duty games ever. Breaking my heart. All right, Diddy, what do you got? <laughs> All right, so... I, everybody knows I like a good story, I like a good fantasy, I like something I can, you know, I play a ton of World of Warcraft. But every once in a while, you just want to fire something up and just go do mindless stuff. So the one that I was really excited for was um, Lego Star Wars. I love, I absolutely love the Lego games. They're weird and silly and you got to break all the stuff and you just run around breaking crap and collecting the the um the little uh, lego pieces and so this one takes part i know a lot of people did not like the skywalker saga stories but i did um so i'm really looking forward to having a lego game in in that uh in that skywalker uh saga universe uh, these are just mindless like you know games to go run around and break things in and and they're just fun um these i think would be really good games for the streaming services these are the kinds of things you could pick up play it for 15 minutes and put it down and be done and go on about your day i this is these would be really good games for that and i'm i'm looking forward to this one that's gonna be fun um, other than that, I mean, we got the uh, we got our our the one piece of information that we've been waiting for with bated breath, which was the uh, launch date of World of Warcraft Shadowlands. Uh, so that'll be that'll be fun. Now we all know when to take off, uh, take vacation. Uh, October or later 27th. in the year, or twenty sixth, yeah, depending 20th. on where you're at in the world. Yeah. 27th is the day you need to take off because it won't start till six o'clock. Yeah, here. true. So, also, another thing worth mentioning is that during Gamescom, they had the first of four animated shorts, uh, animated films called Afterlives. This one focuses on the Bastion um, Covenant in World of Warcraft Shadowlands. You align yourself with one of four covenants. You have Bastion, Revendreth, uh, Necrolords. And uh, shit, the druid thing. What's it called? It's the uh, the, the the tree people. The um. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, uh, the night fae. Thank you. I thank you, brain. So uh, the night. So so this one focuses on Bastion and talks about the story of Uther, one of the kind of famed characters from Warcraft lore, and what happened to him in the afterlife, and how he got vengeance or justice, if and you will. How good was this um how yeah and it's just brilliant brilliant story storytelling uh just like blizzard does so very very excited about this got me a little hyped for for uh for world warcraft shadowlands uh very very much looking forward to that so um the video will be in the show notes um along with some of the other the other links to other videos and such so take a look at those um all right. Oh, and and yep. I saw that uh, J Dimes' favorite game is getting an upgrade update too. Which one? Sea of Thieves. Yeah. So now he, now you can take a, a dog on the ship. And oh yeah, be, yeah, yeah. And you can drive all over the place with your dog. Fuck that game, dude. On the ship. 
I can't. I I get so stressed out playing that game. Me and the Jen played it. Uh, she took me through, and God bless the Jen because I was fucking terrified of that game. I, I have a severe fear of sharks, as people know. Watching the megalodon, literally, I'm thinking about it right now. It's giving me anxiety. The the megalodon <laughs> like swimming around, chasing you and shit. I was like, Jen, take care of it. I'm hiding. Like I had to. I had to. I lost it. Anyway. Diddy, you got our last uh, news topic here. What you got? All right. So um, the video game boom is also magnifying industry's ongoing problems. While the pandemic has supercharged business for companies such as Activision, Nintendo, and Electronic Arts, lingering issues about female gamers and exploited workers remain. And I think this goes back to the other topic that we were talking about. Um. They had the opportunity to really do something about this. And I feel like they sort of did the bare minimum. Yeah. You know, they sort of uh, just sort of dropped the ball on on all of it. You know, I, I think it comes down I, to also like so there is also a question of like what role do, do some of these big companies play? Is it really their? Is it really their um, responsibility to do anything? In my, I've seen that argument thrown around, and I think that it's really the responsibility of anybody who sees issues coming up to step up and do something about it. And especially if you are a, a large company that has plenty of resources and things that you could uh, resources that you could leverage to do something about some of these issues like like twitch had all those problems with female harassment um and they don't they haven't really they, they, they've done some pruning here and there but updates have been really really kind of sporadic and and it yeah. doesn't feel like a really focused issue um so i'm very interested to see what more could be done by some of these companies for sure you all ever I, noticed the amount of big websites that no longer have comment sections? Like what? Like ESPN. Oh, no, no I didn't really section. notice. Yeah. There's a lot of companies in the last three or four years have just slowly decommissioned their comment section. And the reason they did that is because they were toxic. The, right? The internet, man. Yeah. Now, I, be ESPN I believe it. Could say, we wrote a story and we are giving the community the opportunity to talk about the story. But I think if you give people an opportunity, you are responsible for what they do with it. Sure. I, I agree with that. I, I think that these, com the, these companies have an obligation to the community. I don't think they should say you're not allowed to say you're not allowed to say your your opinion but when it degrades into name calling and bullying and that type of thing i think they have a responsibility to to stomp on that stuff yeah and the technology is there it's not like it's hard for yeah. them to to go through and put in machine language that when you hear certain words you flag mm -hmm. them yep yeah you hear I, it enough 
you you suspend their ability to use the platform. Yep. One of my favorite streamers is Nagura. I she is amazing. She's exceptionally knowledgeable about World of Warcraft and and playing it and rating at a high level. And the crap that she, every once in a while she'll show some of the the messages that she gets and it's just I don't even know how you utter those words, let alone say them to another person. I, I it just yeah. We all gotta do me. better, man. Like just don't be a dick. Like that's the biggest thing. Just don't be a dick. There's another yeah. person on the other side of the internet, man. On yep. the other side of that. And and, and like I said, I, I I personally feel like Twitch and and the game communities and the streaming communities and YouTube and whoever I think they have an obligation to they do because they have the resources. They have the power yeah. to do something, so do something about it, right? Um, let's uh, let's wrap up the show with um, with a, a, a segment that we like to do here every once in a while called Full Stream Ahead. Diddy brought um, an article to talk about in the world of streaming, so let's do that. That's that oh. sound. <laughs> Diddy, what you got? Oh, excellent. I think I went out of place but anyway oh, okay tim tim so, was supposed uh, to do the last one sorry tim yeah sorry <laughs> i misread the, right. i misread the name <laughs> it's all right uh so um this was an interesting article uh are gaming game stream services bad for the planet it's a pretty simple question with a very complicated answer so wait we you know, we, we've talked about this, uh, about moving the horsepower of playing a game to the cloud. But what we don't talk about is all the infrastructure in place to then get that to the consumer. So, yes, the consumer may not have the blistering PC using all the resources and power to actually display it. But the internet has to get it to them. And all those servers and all those communication systems and all that stuff, it all takes power. And I, I've seen a couple of articles along this line about where they think if all games were streamed instead of having the hardware uh, on-premise, um, that it would raise uh, the footprint, I think the last one I saw was 18%. That's a lot. Which would, which would actually overpower the current um, uh, power grid. Wow! In the United States, if there was actually an eighteen percent increase. So, what's the solution to that? Like, how, how do you? So, and, and that's the issue, right? Is how do you solve that? Yeah. Power grid. Build a bigger power <laughs> grid. Is that what you said? You cut out. Build it. <laughs> I think I think that what you should, uh, you know, and you see that this is like a big effort that a lot of technology companies are looking at these days, especially ones that have this major IT infrastructure. Like, what do they do to kind of reduce that footprint? I think that this is definitely a problem for some of like the biggest companies in the world. But they also, I think, I think to that point because they're some of the biggest companies in this in the world they're also in some cases very progressive around this topic around environmental issues and some of the 
the the impacts like the carbon footprint that they're that they're leaving and like you look at like what amazon's doing for instance they're they're really trying to be they're trying to reduce their carbon footprint substantially um and companies like that apple google with the money that they have at their disposal microsoft shit like they, they there's more that they could do so i but i hope that they figure that out before we see that surge in adoption you know what i mean like i don't want it to be too late by the time everybody's using and loving cloud uh cloud gaming services and then slowly the earth is like why why do you do this to me you know what i mean <laughs> well i think this is this is a society problem right we we keep this is the same as like housing and road infrastructure they keep building more houses and don't build more roads Right until the problem is so bad that they have to build more roads. I, I think this is something Virginia. we <laughs> really, yeah, well, yeah. uh, you know, something that they really need to try to get on top of now. You know, yeah. it, it, well, that's yeah, it's um, exactly what I was saying, right? Like, it's like figure out how to get that, figure, but you, it, know. you know, sort of like what we get were talking about earlier, it's all about. It's all about money, right? Uh, how do you incentivize? Incentivize? You've been having a day incentivize, with that. Incentivize um, uh, companies to 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 make the investment. They have to build more solar and wind farms, and get more yeah. tax breaks on. Well, yeah, no, I, I don't think they should get a tax break. I no, no, I'm just saying that's the, that's the response. I was being facetious, yeah. but. Wow. Yeah, and actually, there, there needs to be more put into the research to make wind and solar power more efficient. Right. I think if you could make it more efficient so that it would had the same output as as uh, fossil fuel burning plants, then people would do it because it's more money, right? makes them more profit that's what it's all about because coal and oil are cheap real cheap yep um well that is going to be it for our news segment we did have a, a video game review but we're a bit out of time and plus i haven't gotten enough through that game as a quick spoiler alert I was going to talk a little bit about Tell Me Why because I was playing a little bit and it's pretty cool. Um, I it's in the same family as um, what is the game? I know what it uh, is. I'm just going to let you struggle a little bit. Uh, Life is Strange? Yeah, yes. that's the one. Yeah, it's very similar to Life is Strange. I haven't finished those games. Do I need to have finished those games to play Tell Me Why? No. <clears throat> Not that I've seen. I mean, it's completely different story. Different stories. Yep. Okay. But same, similar, similar. Yep, similar sort of twist associated with it. So that's all okay. I'm going to say about it. Uh, all but right. pretty cool. So so stay tuned for that. But with that, guys, it's going to be the end of the show. So let's clap it out, friends. Thanks to everybody who hung out in chat. Uh, we appreciate you guys being here. If you would like to chime in on today's conversation. You can do so by emailing joystickandmouse at gmail.com. Um, and if you'd like to you know, subscribe to the show, that's a cool thing you should do. Head over to joystickandmouse.com. All the, the links to your favorite podcatchers are there. Uh, and if you enjoy it, 
give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. That helps let others know about this show. Um, tell your friends. So we have a lot of fun over here every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern over at twitch.tv slash alexalbisu. So until next time, Diddy. See you later, folks. J-Dimes. And uh, I can't hear J-Dimes. It's so weird. I didn't hear him that time either. I don't know. I said Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. There it is. Uh, and for me, Alex, we wish you guys a good night. Thanks for hanging out with us. Take care. If you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>